to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome to this suds segment. I am one of your hosts, good old boy Mike. Today I am joined with good old boy Jim. Hello. And good old boy, or I'm sorry, good old boy, <clears throat> Reverend Mark. How are you doing, people? <laughs> this is another one of our sud segments on Lawnmower Beer. Ah, the sounds of spring. All the sounds of summer. It just never stops. It doesn't. It just keeps going. Not until mid-October. You keep watering. You keep cutting. It just doesn't stop. Well, and with that, we uh, are committed to finding your perfect lawnmower beer. And our, our uh, what, what would you call it? Your docent. Uh, your, your... Professor of Lawnmower Beer is good old boy Jim. <laughs> Who actually no longer mows his own yard. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you're at least defining what Lawnmower Beer is. Yes, so, I am. Yeah. So Lawnmower Beer is... It is that beer that you drink 95 degree day, you just finished mowing the yard, and you can pretty much drain the whole beer, or most of it, and go, okay. <gasps> All right. Uh, say that one more time. <gasps> okay. 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 Um, so uh, we have um, tasted several beers, and this is a blind tasting in a can. And the person that would say it's in the can would be <clears throat> Reverend Mark, who would say, "Hmm, it, it's in the can. It's, it's in, in the can." can. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have several beers that we've had in the can today, and I want to read through these, and then I'll tell you a little bit about our format for this particular segment: Oscar Blues Dale's IPA, Oscar Blues Yellow Pills. Um, Good People IPA, Butternut's uh, Heineweiss uh, Farmhouse Ale, Butternut's Pork Slap Pork pork Ale. Uh, That's not right. No, that's not. (laughs) Butternut's Pork Slap Pale Ale, uh, Finch Golden Wing, uh, Finch Cutthroat Pale, and Genesee Cream Ale, and we had an InBev Fake Out, uh, Bud Light. And I actually have a story. When I went, I actually went and bought that beer. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and I thought my hand was going to explode. <laughs> As I was, where did you find it? I'm not going to say. Okay, <laughs> it was the tall boy at your favorite convenience store, uh, and I just couldn't believe I went. I went into the. I'm like, where can I get any in beverage where I'm just buying like one? Because you know, yeah, I just couldn't. I thought my hand was going to explode as I was paying for it. All right, so the way we're going to go through this segment is we have tasted all these beers in a blind taste testing. And none of the beers have been revealed to good old boy Mike, good old boy Jim, or Reverend Mark. And we're going to go through our top three picks. Good old boy Jim is actually going to do the reveal of what we've picked in our top three. And we're going to capture our reaction in yeah. real time and rate our suds rating for this. So it should be a very interesting episode. 
Um, and I look forward to uh, helping you pick out the perfect lawnmower beer. So first up is actually going to be good old boy Jim. Since I came up with this I, system, I, I, right? I, you know, and the definition of lawnmower Well, and I would and actually like to extend the definition here that if it's in a can, okay, this also broadens this category. You can take this to a, to music, a music festival. festival. So you, I know you're all about the, and, and the portability of the container has as much well, they won't let you carry bottles u- in. utilitarian need, you know, exactly. in taking the beer to other destinations, correct? And, and based on my recent, recent cultural experience of going to a concert at Bridgestone last night, also uh, something equivalent to your InBev fakeout, uh, tall boy light beers are apparently what you buy your dates. Because <laughs> there were a lot of them. <laughs> okay. All right. And you, you can define success as if by halfway through the concert, the raisin can up above their head, it's, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> All right. The big reveal, at All least right. for your top three, is going top to be... Top three, number three. Number three. Number three, which, which uh, was our ranked or... Listed number seven. I said it was lightly hoppy, had a good finish, and that turned out to be where did it go? Uh, Finch's Cutthroat Pale is number my number three. Your number three, but it's number what on the list here? It's number seven on the list. Number I'm seven no, on I'm the sorry. list. All right, okay, all right. Which is now Finch's Cutthroat Pale. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I had kept my notes very short. I'm sorry. Okay, number two was uh, the number nine. Again, I, apparently I've decided at this point in time I like hops, um, which was uh, Oscar Blue Dale's IPA. Wow. Okay. And my number one was the oh. number six, which was the Good People IPA. So apparently I have moved far away from mowing the yard at this point. And hmm. I'm going with the ones that I like the taste of. Wow. So uh, let's cap your Sud's ratings on each of these. So for the Finch Cutthroat Pale is... That would be a three. A three. Uh, was that a belch? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, I'm sorry. I would relief. Yeah. And the Oscar Blue Dale's IPA would probably be a three for me. All right. Same. I would relief. Okay. And the Good People IPA, I would give it a four because... Wow. It's late in the day. I want the hops. <laughs> I've apparently finished mowing the yard, and I'm moving on to things that actually have <clears throat> Well, you know, I just can't. You know. I'm sorry. Fire it up. Got to move around the room. Can't believe that. You know, just uh, strange. And the yeah. big reveal. All right. So, All right. I wanna, first of all, I want to make sure I got my numbers right here. So, uh, the Oscar Blue Dales IPA is number two, right? The is that right? That's your number two. No. Yes, mm-hmm. but yes. it's number what on the list? Number nine. It's number nine. Uh, number nine. But they don't have the list. The people who are listening. Well, we'll post it on. Okay. So all right. So that's that's number nine. And good people IPA is number six on our list. Mm-hmm. And the Finch Cutthroat Pale is number seven. Yes. On the correct. List. All right. Correct. All right. <clears throat> I, I got part of that down right. All I have to say is. Prior to our earlier discussion, I'm glad that I don't have to do the math in this. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. or be part of the IRS where I have to apparently right. not know any math whatsoever. All right. Uh, next up is Reverend Mark, and he is going to go through his top three and his tasting notes with each one of these one by one. So your number one is going to be? My number one 
is number eight. Number eight is butternuts, kind of icy. <laughs> Unbelievable. I okay. thought it was creamy, had a very neutral uh, taste as well as aftertaste. It was just straight through. Mm. So what's your uh, such rating on, on that one then? Mind you, we're talking about lawnmower beer. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I would give it a four. A four. A body should really not make this. Mm. All right. And uh, your number two pick was going to be? It is number three. And number three is going to be? Oscar Blues Yellow Pill. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Which is? I, I like that because it, it had a, a dryness that almost had hmm, a little bit of corn. Kind of almost. I thought it might have been a, a cream ale, but I'm wrong. So there you go. <laughs> I was wrong. You were trying to pick oh, the Genesee out of this. That, that was thing. the one that I rated as eh. <laughs> I had a lot of those. In fact, I, my tasting notes were, I think uh, it looks like six of them started here with the word watery. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, wow. Okay. So your number three pick is going to be? Number two. Wow, number two, which has not been revealed yet, and that is going to be? Um, that would be uh, Bud Light. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Seriously, I picked that beer because I thought it was. <laughs> and you so, would have been very popular at oh the Avery Brothers goodness. concert oh, last man, night. Oh, man, I can't believe it. Here, and here's my tasting yeah, notes. Boy. Shameful moment. Here's my tasting notes. Mark. Your tasting notes are going to be? fairly weak <laughs> with no apparent taste great lawnmower beer <laughs> just okay but i mean granted i went all ipa and hops and everything which is probably not what i would do um at the end of a lawnmower but really you gotta have something more than not for life. a lawnmower beer really well, well you can drink water yeah i think this is a dilemma that we get into in beer judging when we have like, say, six. Yeah, but nobody quarters. throws an in-bev an in no, fake out. But sometimes you'll taste a beer and you go, you know, this really isn't a porter. This is a brown ale. Yeah, but it's such a good beer. And you're going, yeah, but it's not a good porter. <laughs> well, you know, we've I think we've experienced a lot of poor labeling, you know, mm -hmm. uh, definitely along the way. And, you know, I think that uh, there are several beers... Uh, that we've had in the Lawnmower Beer series, uh, as well as other episodes, that where we go, this is a good beer, but it's just poorly labeled. You mm -hmm. know, it doesn't mean that it's a bad beer; mm -hmm. it's just poorly labeled. And definitely, between the Porter and Stout shows, you know, we've had a lot of discussions about uh, just poor labeling. Dave, we miss you, man. You're the king of poor labeling. All right. <laughs> 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 so with. Uh, uh, that was your top three, right? Top three. All right, so here well, we go. Uh, all right. No longer matters because oh. the wind has taken the list. No way. Way. All right. Uh, hang on just one second. I got to get this spot out of the uh, out of the yard. Oh, we hit the loose. Yeah, we're uh, faking out. Uh, Several moments here. I think I missed that spot right there. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Hang on a second. I think I gotta go in. I gotta go get uh, Reverend Mark's Bud Light. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm glad I got all that done finally. Man, I'm glad I'm come inside and finally enjoy a cold, wet, you know, lawnmower beer. All right. So uh, you've actually named a couple of mine <clears throat> already. Uh, my uh, number one uh, was actually number six, which is the Good People IPA, right? <clears throat> right? Yes. Is that correct? That's your number one. That's my number one. Yeah. That's what my number one. Yeah. Was. Why so are you so I, I surprised? Wrote, well, I'm not surprised. It was. It was a good. It was a smooth. It was a hoppy beer. That's so three things that I wrote down, and uh, so my sed rating for this is three. Uh, what a relief. You know, um, is you know, I think with some of the other lawnmower beers uh, series that we've had, I think there are other things I could have more than one of. I don't think this is probably one of them that I could knock back like six of these. But all in all, I thought it was a really good beer. You know, for being in the can, um, and I, the can or the bottle or whatever has absolutely no bearing on it. And um, I, I really enjoyed a conversation on the subject on another. Uh, podcast, which I really enjoyed, um, that actually took up the gauntlet of having beer versus bottles, you know, or I'm sorry, cans versus bottles, and finding out which is actually the better. And I was really quite shocked. I am not going to steal the show and let you actually listen to that show from another uh, podcast. But um, for this discussion today, I thought this was a, a good a good beer uh, and a good uh, IPA out of a can, uh, for that matter. All right. Number two on my list was actually number eight, which is the Butternuts uh, Honey Vice uh, Farmhouse Sale. Um, and I think uh, one of you picked that as well. I did. Right? Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. uh, my tasting notes on this were, uh, I thought it was bubbly, light, and malty. And, uh, you know, my uh, my sedge rating for this was actually a two, uh, which is, uh, was that a belch? Um but, you know, I thought it was uh, definitely something I would go back to. This would be something I would knock back, you know, probably five or six or more. Um, you could buy this in a 12-pack and probably do a lot better. They don't sell it in a 12-pack, which I think they should. But uh, Butternuts definitely makes some uh, very interesting uh, beers. And I thought this was a, a great choice. All right. <clears throat> Drum roll for my number three is going to be uh, number two on our list, which is there revealed, you go. and I cannot believe that I am saying this Both of y'all in the mm -hmm. free and open mm -hmm. public. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to go to the penalty box and it's just gonna be, you know I just can't even believe this is happening, you know. <clears throat> yes, that is indeed the Bud Light. You know, in the uh, scheme of things. And I actually wrote down uh, the tasting notes were it was watery. <laughs> That's exactly, yeah. 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 That was the first word I wrote down. And uh, it had a light citrus uh, overtone to it. Um, so my uh, sedge rating for this was actually a two, was uh, that a belch. So um, so that was, uh, what would you guys think of the uh, blind uh, can uh Taste testing here. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. it only in the fact too, because it keeps that, you honest. Well, I mean, I, I, honest, I know. I, I, and, I, I'm and, sorry, uh, but I, there's no way I can't believe I. I apparently, for me, the kryptonite factor of Bud Light is still very strong, so I can avoid <laughs> it under any circumstances. <laughs> and 
And Mark and I can no longer no longer bash at least Bud Light. We can bash other InBev. But no I think it, it's also a question, what are you looking for, and then what do you prefer? And I wouldn't have any. Here, it was kind of like, it was a question of what are you looking for in this list and which one lines up close closer than the others. For me, I think, you know, we did fine. And not knowing what was what allowed you to really let your palate tell you, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, I actually, you know, for for instance, the um, number seven, and that was Jim's number three, right? Well, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and I actually, uh, here's here's my tasting notes: too much good beer to be drunk so fast. There you go. <laughs> and you know, uh, it's interesting, but I've had a lot of Finch uh, beer, and um, I, I like their uh, Threadless, uh, you know, IPA, which is a really great uh, IPA, and you know. These they have both a blonde as well as uh, this golden wing that we had today, um, and I, I thought you know I've really enjoyed a lot of great beer that's coming out of Finch out of Chicago. I mean that is a tough market to really hang tough in uh, to really try to to make a stab at uh, penetrating, and it's nice that they've expanded geographically really well. But more importantly, they have they have not stuck with you know, just one style of beer uh, to try and get away with. And, you know, I have had, I would probably come back to the Finch just because I've had it several times, um, you know, both on tap as well as in the can. I think I probably enjoyed the ones that I've had on draft better than the one that we had in the can today. Um, it's just, you know, I, I don't know really why. Uh, I probably haven't tasted them side by side, but. Um, so, I mean, but I'm even looking at my own notes about the Finch, and I wrote down watery, funky hop. <laughs> so, mm. you know, I say all that, and then I just put my foot in my mouth, you know, um, saying it's a really great beer, but apparently it doesn't taste as well as, as other things that we had today. Hmm. Well, a uh, very interesting uh, experience. Uh, always you know, blind tastings keep us incredibly honest here on Sip, Size, and Smokes. And I always think that these are one of the more interesting experiences we do. Nobody picked the Genesee Cream Ale. No. So what number no. was that? Uh, Genesee Cream Ale was number one. Was number one. And huh. my notes for that were, there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote down watery, smooth, and natural flavor, or no flavor. Yeah. There's nothing there. <laughs> I wrote, actually rated it a one. <laughs> Well, and so. I noticed that it had some caramel malt to it, which is uncharacteristic of um, of a cream ale. Huh. I'm really shocked that I did not pick the Oscar Blues, uh, the Dale's IPA, because I've had that several times out of a can. Didn't even hit my top uh, list at all. Hit your, Jim, yep. hit your mm-hmm. top list, right? And my tasting notes on that were hoppy and malty, and I, I put it at yeah. the bottom. And um, Well, you, know, you were keeping with the theme of... Two words of lawnmower <laughs> beer, <laughs> which is the important thing you know, through all of this. I will say it's interesting to me that, that I went with my number one was, you know, um, the Good People IPA, and my number two was the Finches. But my num- my worst was the Finch uh, Golden Pale. Huh? Wow. Because my one word for that one was bad. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Uh, here's the question to uh, wrap up this segment, which is, 
So if you were faced with, and, and I like how you described it, which was a situation where you could not take a bottle into right. a particular situation, and you were faced with, we had to take a can in, and there was a, an event that I went to recently that was like like that, where I could only take in anything that was not in a glass bottle. Which one of these would you go back to and buy them in a can, knowing uh, what you know now uh, about other tasting notes or looking at probably what would you take for a long, hot summer day, you know, and some some event, be it a music festival or right. I would answer face that. painting. Or, and, and they're really kind of different beers, but, <clears throat> but, but the Oscar Blue Dales IPA hmm. and the Butternuts Heineweissen Farmhouse Sale. Hmm. Granted, if, you know, it's that hot. I'm not... But at least I want some flavor there. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. to enjoy. I'm enjoying the music. I'm enjoying whatever it is that's out there, and I want want some flavor there. Uh, well, I'll echo at least one of those choices, which is I would probably go back and buy the uh, Butternuts uh, Honey Vice um, Farmhouse Sale. I just thought it was uh, chuggable, you know, and uh, I would buy that in a, a can, you know, every single day. So, Reverend Mark, which one of these would you go back to? I would pretty much echo Jim. I would start out with the butternuts uh, honey vice uh, farmhouse ale mm-hmm. to start out the the day. You know the hot hot part of the day, and then you know once the sun is going down, it's kind of mellowing out, and you've already you know sort of got a little bit of um, of a settled feeling in your day. Then I would I would I would then escalate it up a little bit to the Oscar Blues IPA. Hmm. There you go. Well, there you have our, uh, our not only our top three picks, but the picks that we'd actually go back to we would uh, get out of this take list. Take the binary. Yeah, or, or some other place, for that matter. So, uh, really a great discussion always. Uh, I enjoyed uh, hearing uh, my co-hosts and their, uh, always this experience that we go through with blind tastings here on Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I want to thank my co-hosts, good old boy Jim. Thank you. And uh, Reverend Mark. May the beer be with you. (laughs) This is good old boy, Mike. I'm going to ask you to keep on sipping, and Reverend Mark's going to tell us that it's it's in the can. It's in the can. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Enjoy your lawnmower beer. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time.